You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, episode 90 with Nicole Walters. You're listening to the Trailblazers Podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What's good, Blaze Nation? Listen, go ahead and grab a fire extinguisher right now because your phone or your desktop might get a little hot. You might catch a fire when the goodness from today's episode hits you. <laughs> My convo today is with the amazing, smart, and hilarious Nicole Walters. If you're not familiar, Nicole is a former top-selling corporate executive, and she quit a six-figure sales job in front of 10,000 people on Periscope, and she took what she knew and built a million-dollar business in one short year. Yes, absolutely happened, and she's going to tell you a little bit about it in today's episode. She's also a mom to three foster kids, which she calls her tinies, and wife to an amazing guy, The Hubbin, and you can find The Hubbin on social media as well. Nicole is very passionate about teaching everyday entrepreneurs how to increase their income and monetize their life. And again, she shares nuggets of gold today, and you're in for an absolute treat. Listen up, guys. I took a peek today at the all-new podcast app for iOS 11. Really sexy. I'm loving the new UI and features in iOS 11 in general, but it's so much easier now for you to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. So if you're on iPhone or iOS device, you've not yet done so, please go ahead and open Apple Podcasts right now. Click the search icon at the bottom. You can search trailblazers.fm. You'll click on our cover artwork and scroll down to the bottom. You know, near the bottom, there's a section for ratings and review, and you'll just click on the writer review link and leave us your awesome review there. My man, Quito Delgado of the Get On The Box podcast. He left us our 49th review a couple weeks ago. And so I'm waiting to see which of you are going to be the 50th review for the Trailblazers.fm podcast. Quito actually left a review that read, big fan of the show and the thoughtful guests that you have on. Keep up the great work. I appreciate you leaving those kind words, Quito. As I said before, guys... This is a one-way conversation 90% of the time. I'm in this dark, you know, not dark, but I'm in a quiet place by myself. 90% of the time right now is a case in point. And I'm speaking in a room to myself, but eventually gets out to thousands of you. And so I don't really have that feedback saying, Stephen, I love what you did, da 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 right? Like, this is your way to communicate back to me and tell me, what you're liking about the show. So I want to keep working hard to bring amazing trailblazers on who are continuing to pour into you and give you that practical, actionable wisdom, right? So guys, I'm so excited. We're at episode 90 today. Can you believe this? I'm looking forward to episode 100 now. I'm amped up. I'm pumped up. I'm really, really just looking forward to this episode. It's going to actually be the last episode of 2017. It actually will air on December 18th. And so I'm going to take a break for the Christmas, allow you to be with your family on December 25th and not worry about an episode. But I'm excited. And, you know, I'd love to invite you guys to give me some feedback. Hit me up at TDPod and pretty much on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you're comfortable engaging with me. Tell me what you think we should put on episode 100. I have some ideas. I'm thinking about 
the possibility of finally getting Kristen, my wife, to finally get behind the mic. She's the voice you hear in the intro jingle announcing the Trailblazers podcast, right? At the top of each show. And she's done that for every episode. We've aired that recording. But I'd love to have her share her story. And she's a Trailblazer in her own right. So I've given thought to possibly having her, maybe the kids on, who knows. I've also thought about having some of you share your stories and your experiences and your journey. And so let me know what you think. Hit me up again at TD Pod. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. And with that said, I'm not going to waste another second. It's time to open your notepad app, your Evernote, or if you're old school, go ahead and grab that pad and a pen and get set to receive today's mission fuel from our feature trailblazer, Nicole Walters. Enjoy, guys. Nicole, welcome and thank you so much for being our feature trailblazer today. Oh my gosh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Nicole, over the past year, I've seen your face, your profile all over Twitter, and I've heard you on other podcasts, and I never thought I'd catch you posting pics like a block away from office. I know! <laughs> How crazy is that? I think, was that the very first Periscope you'd ever seen? Because it was the craziest thing. Yeah. That we live like, so, we're like so close. We're basically neighbors. Yes, yes. And Small that's- world. That's how amazing God is to, <laughs> to He bring. really is. I know. Really amazing is. Nicole Walters my way in that way. <laughs> so we're going to get into your story in just a minute. But sure. I know you're a mom. I know you're a wife. I know you're a believer. Yes. I know you're this amazing marketing and business genius. But I'm curious, what unexpected blessing in your life are you most grateful for today? That's a good one. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, I think that the thing that I'm probably the most grateful for is the opportunity every single day to reinvent myself and define the world as closely as possible to what I believe God has me here to do to glorify him. It's a freedom and a opportunity that I took for granted for so many years. I didn't even realize that I had the opportunity to choose and decide and be whomever I wanted to be, that I was only limited based on what I could dream and pray for. So once I realized I really could sort of take life by the horns and decide to just shape it any way I wanted to. And then of course, once I, you know, finally quit my job online in front of 10,000 people, (laughs) then, you know, once I finally did that, and now I get to really do, I mean, tomorrow, if I said, you know what, I just want to do nothing but TV shows online, like I could do that, you know, and that is the thing I think that really, aside from being a mother and all those other great things, really fills me with joy and gratitude every single day. So, you know, I love that. I love a good story. And man, you have a great story. You just touched on that a second ago. You know, you're this top selling, for those that don't know, Nicole, you're a top selling exec, you're earning a six figure income. And you do something most parents would probably smack the kids upside the head for doing. (laughs) You quit your job live on Periscope. I did. Right? I did. I'm going to let you tell that story, but I'm especially interested in why you're inspired to leave then. And what was the motivation to do so on Periscope? Sure, sure. So I think that it's kind of a two-part thing there. So first and foremost, I did not plan to actually quit my job on Periscope. So I think that for those who are viewing or maybe hearing the story for the first time, it sounded more abrupt than it really was. Mm -hmm. I'd been building an online business and blogging while working simultaneously in the corporate world for five years. So I had an online blog that was built. But 
But what happened was I said, you know, I really wanted to branch out and build my own consulting firm. What I do now, where I help everyday entrepreneurs apply corporate strategies to build their own businesses successfully and sustainably, well, that's just what I did in corporate for multi-billion dollar corporations. So mm. now I'm just bringing the same skill set to everyday entrepreneurs. So for me to open my own consulting firm wasn't that crazy of a notion, but you just, you never know if it's going to work. And you never know if, you know, people are going to rise to meet you. It really is just stepping out on faith, you know, and trying to do your best to put in the formulas and the strategies so that it, it will work. So when I finally said, you know, that I was really going to pursue this seriously, I started documenting the entire journey online. And I got to tell you, part of it, I think was, I felt called to do it. You know, that was part of it. The other part was, honestly, I, maybe it was accountability, or maybe it was that I just didn't know if I'd follow through. But I was sharing the everyday struggle of starting a business from the ground up. I mean, from scratch, I didn't have a Facebook page. I didn't have a single client. I didn't have anything. And I was showing all of that online. Wow. And yeah. And then when I finally said I was ready to quit, well, I was going to do that privately. I mean, that I had no intent whatsoever of sharing that with the world. And I just went on to say, Hey guys, I'm going to be quitting today. And everyone was like, we'll keep us on the line. And it just felt like Word. the honest thing to do, you know, like wow. it felt like a place of integrity to say, Hey, you've been here with me this long. You know, why would I back out now? And so I kept them on the line and I quit my job and 10,000 people showed up. It was unbelievable. Are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so not only do you survive this decision, but you go mm -hmm. on to build a million dollar business inside of a year. Yes. Yeah, so, well, it was about like 18 months or so. So yeah. OMG, Nicole. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's one of those things where, you know, the Bible talks about how your provision resides in your purpose. When you're closely aligned with what you're supposed to do and when you're using the gifts that God's given you to serve others, then you see bounty, you know, you see reward. And I can honestly say that's what happened. I took the smarts that I had, you know, and I started applying it to the place that I could serve the most. And, and I saw rewards for that, both financially, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, it's really been a blessing. So is that consulting work that you were doing? I mean, how did you make that first million. So one of the first things that I did that I think everyone could probably extract and learn from is that I had multiple income streams. So my business is not based on just a single sole source of income. I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're first either getting into consulting or what have you is they exchange time for money. So if you book a client, you get paid and you spend that hour and then that's it. And if you book, you know, eight clients, that's a full day and that's it. What I did was I made sure to take some of the knowledge that I had about business foundations and turn that into a product. So I established a course called One. K one day Academy. So that is an area where people were able to access and work with me in a group situation, but I could help more people in less time. And that generated me, you know, several six figures within the first year. And then I also set up affiliate relationships with other peers in the space where I was able to promote products that I felt really aligned with my brand and would help my client base. And that would make me another six figures. Mm -hmm. I took a few one-to-one -one clients and that made me another six figures. I also took speaking engagements and that didn't make me six figures, but it made me the low five figures mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So, I mean, those several different income streams help keep my business afloat, but they also push me much closer to that million dollar number in a quick way than, you know, just focusing on one thing, like working one-to-one -one with clients and generating income for that way. So, you know, it's interesting, right? What's something mm -hmm. that people who don't have money wrongly sure. assume about wealth? 
oh my gosh, that it's something that's not for them. That like the people, and I say that that's something that I believed. I thought that there were people who had either some secret answer or some magic recipe or that they were born with certain life circumstances that made them obviously have more ease with mm-hmm. attracting wealth. And it's true. I absolutely believe in concepts like privilege and class and things like that. I mean, obviously, if you inherit wealth, you're in a much better place than others. But ultimately, if you, one, are for me, at least, I strongly believe if you're, especially if you're living a Christ-centered life, and if you are putting God first and you're trying to align with what he has for you, mm-hmm. money is abundant. Money is not an object. It's not something that you have that is able to attain. It's fluid. So it comes and it goes. And there is so much of it in the world that you truly can get a piece of it. The thing I often try to tell my students is to kind of make the concept of big money seem a lot smaller is that to make $100,000, all you need is a thousand people to spend a hundred dollars a year. And that's it. So if you think you can get a thousand people to spend less than a dollar a day in your business, then you can make a hundred thousand dollars. So I mean, that's why you'll hear about secret millionaires that are like, you know, I drive an ice cream truck and and I'm a secret millionaire because if you just sell a dollar a day item, you know, and you're able to replicate that process over and over, you can hit six figures quite easily. So it's getting to that seven figure mark. That's kind of hard, (laughs) but that six figures, most of us can do that. It doesn't have to be difficult. I love the simplicity in, in the way. I know. I make it seem very, very easy, but you know, you do have to do the work. Yes. <laughs> you do have to do the work. It's yes. not going to happen if you yes. just sit at home. <laughs> so we'll tap into a little bit more of that in a second, but sure. what, what's driving you right now to do what you're doing? You know, it's my kids. I would definitely say that my family is the, they're my priority. So if there's anything that'll get me to stop anything in my business, it's my children. And I adopted three girls ages 6, 15, and 18. So I have one entering kindergarten and one that just entered college. So, I mean, if anyone has ever seen a college tuition bill, that is a driving force like none other. (laughs) So it's got me going. I don't know, Nicole, which one is worse, the daycare bill or the the college bill? Look, all of them are a mortgage payment. So so, it's really, really tough. So that's a big driver. And then, of course, I got to tell you, living in your purpose and seeing, you know, God manifest in your life, it's addictive. It's like you get going and it just fires you up and you just want to do more and more. And so when I see the impact of being able to help and inspire and motivate and make people money, it just makes me want to do it 10 times over. So both of those things drive me every single day. So you said you adopted three kids. I did. Yes. <laughs> was this, I mean, like, what was the motivation for, for I mean, that? Yeah. I have so two. I, I, will, I can't process more right. than two. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. They're sisters. So what's interesting about my girls is that the situation is like similar to a foster one. We had someone in our neighborhood who was struggling and we were supportive and things changed in her life. And it looked like, you know, our girls would either have to go into the system or something would be a hazardous situation for them. So we offered to step in and it just became readily apparent that, you know, we would offer a more stable life for them. So, you know, we kind of co-parented with the mother for a while with them, you know, primarily being with us and then just staying with us seemed to make sense. And so we shifted into that parenting role and now we're mom and dad and it's the biggest blessing that we've ever had. It was not something we expected, anticipated or looked for, but God knows what we need, you know, before we do, but he prepares a place for us. And so, you know, it's aligned beautifully and I didn't realize how much of a blessing they would be to me. Every single day, I count myself lucky and fortunate to be their mother. That's amazing. There's nothing I enjoy more than parenting. And oh, yeah. There's yes. nothing I love more and there's nothing I hate more. I mean, like, it's a running joke in our family. <laughs> <laughs> in our family. Like, we'll say, I'll say to my girls, I'm like, are you going to make me have to parent today? Because I'm really not trying to have to parent. I just want to have fun. <laughs> you guys are trying to make me parent, you know? Let me but tell you, for so anyone fun. listening that has not followed Nicole, you are going to do yourself <laughs> a big favor and follow her. You will crack up 
dying laughing. You're so, oh my gosh, your whole story on your daughter with the college oh. fees. Oh my gosh, was, the viral videos. Yes. My kids, well, you know what's weird? It's like when it comes to the business life and the consulting firm and going online and talking business, I can be straight laced, you know, because yeah. I came from corporate, I can talk about it, but my kids just make me act goofy because I just, mm-hmm. they shock me every day. So like my college daughter, I had two viral videos in the last three weeks. And the yes. first one was my college daughter going to college and then thinking she could not call us or check in for three days. And we were like, what the heck? Like, you know, you come from a different background. We need you to know that we still support you like this isn't you just going back out into the street oh no you know we are your parents and we're not going anywhere so uh (laughs) needless to say i may or may not have gotten a little bit excited about it and Uh i went out there and i I basically you know checked on her and then of course i gave an update to you know my internet audience that always you know they've been along for the whole journey with our girls from when we were just mentoring them so i gave an update but you know the internet thought it was hilarious and before i knew it five million views later that was all over the place so it was kind of crazy but my daughter loved it my daughter loved it she was like i am the most popular person at school right now i was like i can't (laughs) (laughs) only kids yep yep parenting that's crazy Mm-hmm. So back to the business, so, right? Yes, yes. As you look ahead, right? What's the biggest challenge that you're facing right now as you look to grow and scale to the next yeah. level? Sure. So I think the biggest challenge is refining my message. So one of the things that I think I struggle with is, you know, and this is just sort of being very candid. I am known for being a strong motivator. I'm known for being a strong consultant and having very actionable strategies. And I'm also known for being funny. My life is just funny, right? So as my business continues to grow and gain more attention, it's a lot easier for me to slip into this whole, let me just share my life. I'm a lifestyle person thing because the content's not as complicated to create and it's not as heavily supported with, you know, worksheets and workbooks and things like that. But in reality, I also want to make sure that I'm never the person who's just kind of going, rah, 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 you can do it without actually giving someone, you know, proper tasks that'll see them grow. There's enough people out there who, you know, just scream from the pulpit, but they aren't actually pulling out the words, you know? So that's why I think right now my biggest challenge is I just want to make sure that when people come to me, they have clarity on the steps to go forward. I'm always trying to improve my clarity and my steps of action so that people get the most results. So yes, people talk about scaling, like making more money, but I also talk about scaling in terms of the results that I'm able to get. I want to convert and help the most people grow. So I won't call any names, right? Uh-huh, sure. I have to say, because you touch, you hit the nail on the head in a little way, mm-hmm. right? So I recently, in the course of this year, spent like maybe like two grand, right, on a Ooh. on a training program. Ouch! With someone who <laughs> sure. I, I won't say the, the material. Yeah, there's a that's a, could be a lot of people. There's a lot of those out there at that All price right. and more. Even, yes. So yes, mm-hmm. and you know the material is okay. Sure. But when I tell you, there was like absolutely no physical support. Right. Like right. I mean, at no point did anyone physically pick up the phone and say, Hey, you know, what are you struggling with? Sure. How can I help? Did we sure. get you to your intended goal? Uh, like nothing. You know, it kills me. It kills me because one of the things that I'm known for in 1K One Day Academy is that it's extremely hands on. And I'm known for being one of the most hands on coaches in the space. I actually capped the enrollment in my group. I have a wait list because I don't just take 
all the people. And the reason why is because I'm in there every single day. And I mean, I come from, you know, the corporate world. So we're doing assessments and I do pick up the phone and I call people and I get to know their kids' names. And it's because these are people's lives. You know, Mm -hmm. if people invest their, I guess, being, I grew up poor, you know, my parents are African immigrants and just coming from that background, you take somebody's dollar, you better find a way to give them back three, you know, because Mm -hmm. they're trusting you. And so for me, I think that turning it from, if you give me a dollar to giving you five, and if you give me a dollar, I can give you 10. Like that's my goal is to always make sure I'm giving back a value that's tenfold what someone invests. And and I think that that's one of the biggest issues that this industry is facing right now is we're seeing a lot of people putting price points on things, you know, in just because the market will bear it, you know, but it isn't necessarily following through on the value that would be sustainable, you know, so that you can have a business 10 years from now. Mm. I appreciate that. I feel that even before we spoke, I felt that from your energy and just your transparency and just raw realness, you know, but thanks. (laughs) You know, so I know we do have a lot of trailblazers that are listening into the call and our community is made up of a good bit of corporate professionals who are working full-time gigs, but many I've spoken with have a passion, right? They have, Mm -hmm. they want to move towards doing their own thing. Sure. So what are the critical steps that one would take to move towards a vision and goal of full-time entrepreneurship? Sure. So the first one, especially if you're in the corporate world, is accepting and acknowledging that you can. I think that it's so scary to think of leaving. People don't really speak to us nine to fibers that made six figures. You know, that's a lot of money to just walk away from. And if you are someone who came from a background where you didn't have that type of money or you didn't know people who made that type of money, it's even scarier to walk away from what that money represents, which is the stability, you know, that that we may have never known before. So I think the first thing that for me was a big sort of milestone that pushed me in the right direction was saying, you know what? I got a corporate job. I can get another corporate job. So even though right now I'm never going back, you know, I pretty much burned that bridge when I quit online. thousand <laughs> people, but mm-hmm. you know, from telling yourself to anyone who's listening, you know, first, like you can always go back. You can always get another job in corporate. Odds are this is the first job you ever had. You can always go back. So that was the first. And then the next thing I said to myself was I've given my corporation X amount of years. For me, it was 10 years. You know, can't I give myself one year? Can't I give myself two years? What would happen if I did that for me? The same amount of effort, what would that look like? And once I said, you know what, if I gave myself a hundred percent, you know, it would be before I would run out of money, you know, cause I've saved and all that. And who knows what could happen, right? Like I deserve to find out. I can't give this company 40 years without finding out what would happen if I picked me for one. So that wow. was the second thing. And then the last part was start now. While the money's still, you know, coming in, while you still have, you know, sort of that safety net, just start doing little things, you know, set up your website, start taking either a course or finding a mentor who can start helping you put in those foundations. And above all else, don't spend money blindly because every penny is necessary for you to save so that because you're basically putting a deposit on the back end. So if you save a thousand dollars today, well, that's a thousand dollars longer that you get to stay in your business later, you know, assuming money's not coming in right away. So don't go and just spend $12,000 with any coach, you know, make sure that you're doing the little things to build the overhead. Most of the stuff you can do, you can do it for free. You don't have to spend all the money in order to be successful. So, I mean, these are all things that, simple things you can do right now to get you ready to quit tomorrow. It's interesting you said, I love that you started with mindsets. I feel like that's one of the biggest hurdles that most people have. 
Oh, yeah. We're going to work on it the whole time. I mean, it's funny because I came to it thinking, oh, mindset, whatever. I just need the tools. And I think in corporate, we start thinking that about ourselves. You know, it's just like, oh, I just need the strategies. But no, you know, corporate does all the thinking for you. Your job is to sort of play the role. When you're on your own, you truly are constantly working on mindset, staying in the game, hiding away the fear, acting while you're still afraid, making sure that you're still in alignment. Like you have to serve these people who sometimes aren't going to get the results that you need. I mean, it's just amazing. Just when you think you have it all together, you know, and you think you've hit the top, then your mind is like, if I'm at the top, what next? I mean, it's just amazing, the challenge, you know, but it's worth it. It's so, so worth it. So, you know, one of the things that I read up about you that I think is valuable to you as a talent and a trait is that you are a good salesperson. Oh, (laughs) thanks. What are the traits that help to make an entrepreneur or business owner a good salesperson? So the biggest trait is knowing that whatever you're doing, you're pitching and you're not proving. Mm. So whenever I walk into a sales situation, the first thing that I, the attitude that I kind of take in there is I'm the best thing they've never heard about. And my job is to make sure that they know all about it and that they're as excited as I am, that they even get the opportunity to know me or know about my product or whatever. So having that demeanor instantly gets other people excited. You know, you walk in there and you're like, hey, you've never heard about 1K1 Academy? Well, let me tell you how great it is. I am so glad we're talking about it, girl, because this is going to change everything. Like, when you walk in with that You sound like Zig Ziglar right there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had the same birthday as Zig Ziglar. Stop it, really? Yeah, we're both born on November 6th. Well, you just just gave me, like, chills. I mean, that was so (laughs) Zig Ziglar right there. I love him. I love him. He's he's old school greatness. I'm I'm flattered, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing is just be excited about it because if you're excited, other people get excited. That's how I approach life. You know what I mean? Like, if I meet someone, I literally come into it like... I am so blessed to have this moment with this person in front of me. I mean, we could literally be at a Target or on a train or whatever. I'm like, I have a moment here where I get to meet someone new that I may never see again. Mm -hmm. How awesome is this? Mm -hmm. How can we maximize this moment? You know, I want to know everything about you. I want to know about your kids. I want to know what makes you happy because you may give me something of value in that split second that could change my whole world. So, I mean, approaching sales that way where you're really like, this is going to be a win. You know, and they just need to know what they're about to get into. How lucky are they? I mean, there isn't a case that you can't close. So it works great. Love Mm -hmm. it. Love it. Love it. So (laughs) in your day to day, what are some non-negotiable daily habits? Oh, so non-negotiable daily habits. First and foremost, I really like checking in with my team. So we start the day with a check-in and we end the day with a check-in. I found that getting on the phone, getting everybody on the phone, even for like 15, 20 minutes so that we can just make sure we're all synced up, really helps minimize communication issues down the line and helps make sure that we're operating in an efficient way. The next thing that is a non-negotiable is I end my day at seven o'clock, meaning I don't usually take anything after seven o'clock and Everyone is out of my house. Unless it's Steve Hart who says I need to do an interview and I'm like, all right, I got it. You know, but literally like after seven o'clock, I almost take nothing. So I end my day for sure by seven, no work. And then by three, everyone's out of the house. Meaning, and I got that from my mentor, Shalene Johnson. She has like a full team that's always in her house. And by three o'clock, everybody's out. It's just the family. So I apply that same rule as well. That is a non-negotiable. And it's just because family is the most important thing to me. And my kids get off the bus and home. They just don't need to have like assistants and nannies and people around. They need to be talking to their mom and candidly sharing their day. So, and I also, I cook dinner. If I'm home, I always cook dinner. So, and we eat at the table. We actually, it seems like we have a lot of non-negotiables. Goodness gracious. We're structured. We're structured people. (laughs) That's what that looks like. Love it. Love it. So what's your best advice to parents to raise awesome kids? 
Oh my gosh, first and foremost, I don't even know if I'm qualified to be giving parenting advice. I've been doing this for all of five minutes. <laughs> I every day I'm like, I kept you guys alive. I feel like I deserve a reward. Like this is amazing. Yes. <laughs> but the best advice, gosh, to raising like effective children, listen to them. You know, I think that one thing that we have as kind of a standing rule in our house is that they can always ask questions and they can always challenge things. Like meaning we're still in charge, but if you come to us with like a plan, a strategy, supporting evidence, logic, and you want to talk something out, even if it's like a punishment, if we're like, Hey, you know, or not punishment, we use consequences. If you have consequences for a decision you made, then, you know, and you feel like the consequences are too strict or they're not fair or they're, you know, you want something different. Like every single thing is up for discussion. We're more than happy to talk about it, but like come correct. You know what I mean? Like come correct. Cause we don't ever want to si- We don't want to silence their voices. You know, I think that happens a lot with my, Minorities. It happens a lot with women. And we just want to raise girls that are very confident and capable of expressing their opinion and doing it fearlessly, but also making sure that they are well supported and that they have data. Like, don't come with it if you're not ready to fight for it. So... Mm-hmm. And that's really effective. I mean, even our six-year-old does it. Like she'll come and she'll say, so here's why I think I should have dessert. First, I did a really good job making my bed today. <laughs> so, nice. you know, she's got her logic. And I mean, of course, I'm like, you're so cute. Of course, you get all the dessert, like whatever you want, you know. But yeah, that would definitely be like my biggest benefit. Listen to them and then, you know, trying to get away from the old school, like, because I said so. Like, explain, you know, like, explain because kids need to know the reason why they're just trying to, their brain's trying to figure it all out. So, you know, I found myself doing the same thing just tonight with my seven, Mm -hmm. I have a seven year old daughter. Sure. And she said something and I initially said no. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Let me understand where your mindset's coming from. Right. 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 And I asked her and I was like, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, like sometimes it's like, oh, okay, no, I get it. And just, and the thing is, I remember being young, like kids remember that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And they, they pass that on. And if that's the one thing that I get right, you know, from my own childhood, like then I feel like I've done a better job. So Yes, yes. Nicole, what's next for you? Right now I'm on the speaking circuit. So I've got a speaking gig every single weekend from now God, through the you. end of the year. Ooh. I know I am. I'm going to be wiped to come Christmas, but you know, it's a blessing because I really love getting out there. One of my favorite places being on stage is like second nature to me. So I just love it. And so that's a big thing. I'll be in Atlanta, September 29th through the 30th. And then basically every weekend, I mean, people can go to my website, NicoleWalters.tv and click events at the top if they wanted to catch any of the events. So that's the next big thing on my roster. And then another launch for 1K One Day is coming up October Nice. And this is the first time I've announced the date. So nice. <laughs> a little exclusive there. Nice. They'll definitely yeah. make sure I, I pump that with you when that awesome. time comes. Thank you so much. You know, before I let you go, there are a couple of things that our trailblazers love to tap into, right? Sure. In terms of your resources and your tools. What book or books have you read this year or so far that is awesome? So the number one book I've ever read in all time that just had me like, oh my gosh, I had no idea is Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon mm-hmm. Hill. I think that's a classic that everyone should read. And even though everyone says that, I still want to repeat and echo it because yeah. sometimes you have to hear it 10 times, you know? So Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is a must read. And, and um, a must read and listen, absolutely. I mean, and then read it again and mm-hmm. read it again. You know, it's one of those. The book that changed my life so far, you know, this year has really changed my habits is The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. That's another one that's fairly popular with people who've been in the entrepreneur space for a while, but it basically teaches you about the importance of having a solid morning routine. So I used to be a real not morning person. And if I'm not performing at my best, I find myself sort of sliding into those habits, waking up at nine or later. 
you know, and then just working into the night. And what I found is that, you know, when I wake up early, I mean, I will lose weight, I will be more effective, I'm a better parent. And studies have shown that just really is the case for most people. So the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod teaches you how to build in a system that really makes you very effective. Uh, Waking up is pretty easy to do now. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nicole, before I let you go, one last request. I'd love you to tell our trailblazers one action they should take this week to help them blaze your trail. Absolutely. So if there's only one thing you could do this week to get you blazing and leaving a trail of greatness, it would absolutely be taking the biggest thing that you have put off in the past year that you know will make you happy mentally, spiritually, or physically and doing it. Yes. Just do it. Nicole. Thank you for blessing our lives. I know I've taken away a ton of wisdom tonight. I'm just like mission fuel, nuggets of wisdom. Oh, this is so much fun for me. So (laughs) meant the world to me that you know you took a Thursday night. uh, Oh, I appreciate it. Invite someone to chat with me. um, Anything for a neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) So just share one more time with our listeners how they can stay connected to you. Well, anyone who'd like to follow up, see what events I've got going on or work with me in any way, shape or form can head over to NicoleWalters.tv. I've got all my information there and I cannot wait to hear from you. Nicole, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Stephen. It was so much fun. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tbpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content, and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers. Cheers.